While hey you, hello there Every person everywhere Hello again everybody, this is Lynn I am every person everywhere And this is stuff that you can relate to So today's episode, I want to offer some reflections upon Europe Things that were going through my head at the age of 17 As we drove from Germany to France Things that I still remember to this day The question of the day is going to be, not only how can we build a better community for ourselves, but how can we build a more sustainable community for the environment? After all, we only have one Earth. This is all we get. She takes good care of us. We don't want to screw this one up. Because we don't know when we might have another opportunity like this, if ever. So, why do I mention this? Well... Driving from Germany to France, I noticed many, many things that we just don't really do in America. So, pretty much every small town that I saw had some sort of sustainable energy initiative just naturally built into their lifestyle. Whether this was walking everywhere or taking public transport, whether this was consuming less red meat or meat products in general more days of the week, or whether this was all of the wind farms and hydroelectric dams that I saw doting the countryside of France and Germany, even a few solar panels here and there, I noticed that everywhere in Europe, they were doing their own part to minimize their impact on the earth, and it wasn't a drudgery. They found a way to make it enjoyable, which is exactly why people still had jobs transporting homemade milk by hand. Which is why I probably saw more marketplaces in Europe than I ever saw actual stores and grocers. People were buying local and sustainably, and it was beautiful. Now, as far as community goes, everyone seemed to know each other. I would say the grass is greener on the other side is normally something you have to be careful with saying. Because as a tourist, you get a very small eye of what's out there. For instance, those that visited London and loved it only spent a couple weeks there. But if you spend a little bit more time or even a few months there, then you would see there's more than meets the eye, obviously, as goes for everywhere. However, I can say that the grass was greener on the other side because there were no major crises going on with the environment or the community at that point in time. There's one that happened once before that I'll talk about in a moment. But people listened to each other and worked together and people knew each other the only time I ever had a conversation overseas with anybody it was because of my accent but if they grew up knowing you the entire town was your best friend Americans are the most outgoing culture in the world but we don't really tend to help each other out when we need it most especially when it comes to the COVID-19 pandemic response, which I'll get to in a much later episode, as well as the whole grass is dead everywhere, grass is green or somewhere argument when I talk about living in London. That's not very important right in this moment. But one thing I noticed was that everything that I had known in America, I won't say is wrong, but sometimes was very backwards and very obtruse and very different 
and sometimes in not a good way, compared to the way that people lived in Europe. And I had six and a half hours on a bus to think about that that day. And I still remember toying around that idea of wanting out. I already thought about leaving Pennsylvania for the past year prior, but now I knew that I wanted to leave the country. Very big step. And obviously something that I did for a long time quite successfully and plan on doing again. But there's just a lot of things in America that didn't make sense to me anymore after seeing what Europe is like. Just the way they approach everyday problems. Now, sense of community is also big in this. Because this community and their initiatives save each other and save the environment. Since the Industrial Revolution, the global temperature has gone up 3 degrees, and we're trying to minimize that to max of 5 degrees, if not offset and reduce it by 2050. I'm not sure if that's going to happen, especially when more and more places are still relying on non-sustainable resources. Because I know anywhere I went in Europe, if they'd have a power crisis like they did in Texas, Florida, Louisiana, Kentucky, all throughout the past year, they might see a quarter of the damage. Instead, relying on non-renewable resources, you see all these places getting shut down and living in a disparaged state because they can't turn their power back on because they don't have the resources to do so. Instead of relying on what the Earth is already trying to give us and tell us. This is the world we live in in the first century, I suppose. Sense of community and belonging. Even if you don't talk to strangers in the grocery line or in the bathroom line like you do in America, community still drives the blue zones of the world, those that live into their hundreds. Everything that I just talked about, building motion into your daily life, relying more and more on your own two feet than cars and gas, seeing places further afield and closer to home as well, eat less meat, and have more community is massive and it's a huge difference in shaping the way that people approach their world. Whether you're in Sardinia, Mykonos, Santa Clara, Okinawa, or elsewhere, and you're in the blue zones, know this, you guys are doing something right. Because you guys mostly have it figured out as far as how to live together as one instead of sabotage each other. And this was very, very important when I was in France. You know, very gloomy, lots of smog, very gray, kind of depressing. But people still had each other. They still had simple, comforting pleasures. And they still relied on those to get through their days sometimes. And that's what you need. This was something that was shared by a great generation of people that almost didn't make it simply because of propaganda and the pollution of mines that had happened along the way. Of course, I'm talking about the Jewish people. Why do I mention this? Because I stopped at a concentration camp on my way to Paris. And what I saw haunts me to this day. Obviously, there's nobody there besides the people that work there. And a whole bunch of plaques detailing history with painstaking detail. Now, 
to anybody who wants to deny anything like that could ever happen or ever happen again, they'd be lying to themselves. All they have to do is set foot in one of those camps and see it with their own eyes, and they would know that that's just how it sadly is, or was, rather. We saw the gas chambers. We saw where inmates were strapped up, shackled, and beaten. We saw the barracks where it would be comfortable for maybe 20 people, but no, two to 300 would be piled up in. We saw the ditches that corpses were buried in. But the sense of community that they felt together just to make it out alive. That is an image that I will not forget. And that is a story that I won't forget. I've talked to probably no less than seven Holocaust survivors before their passing. And each one of them said the same thing. They knew that if they were going down, they were going down together because what sense would it make to drag down your fellow man? You're all in this situation for whatever reason that you might not understand until the day you die, and even then maybe not. But you have a responsibility to those around you to become one with those around you. That sense of community is something that still has not died in that population. That sense of community is something that hasn't died in pretty much all of Europe. And like I said, it might be the smallest things, but people have those simple comforts of home to rely on, the simple joys, the pleasures of being able to rely on their neighbor for a cup of sugar and not expect a contract for payment to come their way later. It really was different. And so, I continued onwards on my travels through Europe via bus, via tourist route, and I knew not just what I saw at Auschwitz and the lesson it taught me about community, and not just what I saw all throughout to teach me about the small villages and normally the grass not being greener on the other side, but I had a very non-touristy tourist experience. Obviously, everywhere we went, they still put together the best of the best for us to entertain us and keep us happy, occupied teenagers. But the only major cities I stopped in were Rome, maybe Florence, if you count that, really. I guess you could say it is. And Paris. Otherwise, we stopped in small villages, and we lived with the locals, and we saw what it was like to live an exchange life, live as a foreign exchange student almost for two weeks. And it taught me all of this and more. Now, this is just the short list of questions I had that I had started asking myself as I went along. There's obviously a whole bunch more that I'm currently not thinking of. And that's just how it is. Obviously, I can't remember everything because this was nearly a decade ago now. Actually, I think this summer will mark a decade since that trip. But I did learn a great deal that day. I did learn a great deal about the world in those two weeks I spent in Europe. And if there's something that stuck with me to this day is that I knew I wasn't just going to leave the state one day, but I wanted to leave the country one day. And that I would eventually do so successfully and repeatedly, and I would do time and again, and continue to enjoy more and more. So, 
at that point in my life, even before we reached Paris and got on the buses there and the trains there for the first time, I made a pact and a promise and an oath to myself that I would never, ever be complacent in my own life, that I would always be pursuing whatever it was that was out there to grab. The fact that people, as I pull into a parking lot at work now, the fact that people can stay at somewhere for 10, 15 years and never really question things enough to either leave or try to change them really makes me wonder. Maybe it just works for them, but not for me. Average life expectancy in America is 86, which gives me a good 60 years left to see and do as much of this life as I can. And there's really no reason not to. And so I ended at that for today. The question I pose to you today is to reflect upon community, to reflect upon the environment once again and what these mean to you. And I know this is a similar question to one that I've already asked you to ponder, but I think it's a very important one, especially if you're listening now. We're about two to two and a half years into the COVID-19 pandemic, and it still feels like nothing's changed. So community and sustainability is more important now than it ever has been. And until then, I add my beautiful silence.